Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hello there, and welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast. Uh, I'm Liz. I'm here with Pastor Bob today. You get the two of us, dynamic duo. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> lucky lucky you. You'd be in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> and um, today we're going to spend a little time talking about the importance of spending time alone with God. So, Pastor yes. Bob, how important is it to spend time alone with the Lord? Well, for me, it's a time I really cherish a lot. Uh, and sometimes I'm even selfish about it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the weird thing. We're talking about time <laughs> alone with God. And I believe sometimes if you just resort to that, and that just becomes the only thing you ever do, mm-hmm. then you're out of God's order. Oh. Uh, here we are talking about time because the rest of the day we're going to talk about how to spend time with God. And I just said, sometimes that's not a good idea oh because sometimes there's things you're supposed to do with God and for God and yes. not just with him alone. Uh-huh. And some not, and there's like everything in God, there's going to be a balance. Okay. Is this a good way to start off a podcast about time alone with God? I don't know. You're taking uh, us there. So yeah, let's we go. have to go there. Okay. Somebody should, right? So, okay. So explain what you mean by that. Well, I can go and sit in my nice chair that I like to like eat my cookie and drink my cup of coffee yeah, and, and my communion yes. time and just me and Jesus open up my the word and maybe just meditate on him and how much he's done for me. And that is all awesome. And I love to do that. But if I have things I have to do and I substitute that every time mm. for the things I'm supposed to do, it could be a problem. That's okay. all I'm saying. So I want right. to put that on the table first okay. and then get to the business of because time alone with God is the primary thing because it's mm-hmm. out of those times that you'll receive revelation, uh, not just revelation about something that nobody else knows, but something for your life, like what to do with your life, how to respond to him, how to respond to others. And I believe that at that time alone with God, like serious stuff is supposed to happen with our lives. There's supposed mm-hmm. to be a really coming together of our thoughts and intents of our heart with God's thoughts and intents. Mm. And there should be like a justification of of the two, like, well, we should be justifying ours to his, not his to ours. But but we we need to really uh, spend that time with him. So like I said, I don't want to diminish that, even though we opened it up by, you know, (laughs) I opened it up by saying, you know, it's not the only thing. thing. Because I think Uh um, we've seen, I think I've even seen this in, in my years of walking with Jesus that, um, there are people who it's just me and Jesus mm. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And at times, that's a spectacular place to be. Mm. Like, I mean, that's the best place to be. And then Jesus wants us to come away from those times and be in life. Mm. With people. With people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're not some hermit, you know. We don't take a vow of silence. We never talk to anybody. Yeah. I have a feeling if you take a vow of silence and you don't talk to anybody, you might not talk to God also. Hmm. Not seriously. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> what do you think about that, Liz? <laughs> I mean, you're taking us all over. This is oh, great. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah, that's it. that's okay. <laughs> well, you asked for it. You got it. <laughs> no, I do think what you're saying is so valuable because um, we are going to spend some time talking about the importance of spending time alone with the Lord. But yeah. we're not saying that that is the only thing you should ever do. 
as a Christian is just make that the ultimate priority to spend time with the Lord all the time and only that to the exclusion of everything else. Yes. Because it has, obviously that's the source, right? That's the, the root of the, (laughs) the tree, the Mm -hmm. abiding part of it. But then there should be, um, things that are produced out of that. Absolutely. Out of that time. Well, and the time we're spending with him mm-hmm. is him giving us his heart yeah. and his heart toward the rest of the of life, mm. people, creation, everything in life. Yeah. And because if we come away from our time with God with just God and nothing else, and God created his creation mm-hmm. and his people mm-hmm. for time with him, right. then we lose sight of like half the, you know, the calculus there. We, it's God's, he came here for us. Yeah. And he came that we might have something together also. Mm-hmm. But it should be something that comes out of our relationship with him, not something that we just devise here on yeah. earth, right? Yeah. Because then we have a pure brotherly love. Then we have true kindness mm-hmm. and care. Mm-hmm. Not just something that we put on and act on, you know, you know, a Christian mm. uh, look, if yeah. you will. We're not acting like Christians. We're actually being Christians. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Yeah, it is. It's behavior versus identity, right? Yes. It's the yeah. the root of it. Where is your root? Is yeah. it in source in the life of God and getting fed and nourished there? And like you were saying, is my is my heart lined up with the truth, yeah. right? Of who you are and who you say that I am, or am I, uh, like James says, you know, like you look and you see and you walk away and you don't do it, like you're deceiving mm-hmm. yourself, right? right. You, we can get into the mode in Christianity very easily, where we get a self image <laughs> that is not <laughs> is not accurate. We right? project it on the whole rest <laughs> of God's creation. We do, and, and we start yeah. acting in this way, and um, most of the time we're not deceiving everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Maybe ourselves, that's a lot of truth. you know. <laughs> but um, I think that is one of the huge benefits of spending time with the Lord, just with Him, like face to face. And part of that we know is, you know, in the mirror of the Word, which we're going to talk Absolutely. about. But really seeing um, with no pretense, no performance, no <laughs> congregation or ministry context there. Like it's just. Right open before him, you really see the truth. It's, can I just say, it? yeah. it's a brutal place. It can be. It's yeah. a wonderful, beautiful place, mm-hmm. but uh, getting there, entering into that place can be pretty brutal because we're taking ourselves out of our normal life mm. and connecting with the God of the universe. Right. And when we do that in the light of him, we start to see our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's not to get us condemned. It's actually designed, I believe, to uh, inspire us to be more like him. But you start to evaluate your life and who you are and your uh, intentions and your motives as to why you're there. Because you can seek God in a very religious manner Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. do it for a religious reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can seek him for him. Yeah. Right? When we say, you know, for the truth, it's... The truth is not a thing, and it's not definitely not a Bible, you know, with right. words on it. It's the person of Jesus Christ yeah. himself. Yeah. And so now when you start to realize him, uh, we start to see ourselves and the rest of the world, not just the church, mm-hmm. but the world mm-hmm. in, a, in a whole different perspective. And it makes us, uh, it should make us evaluate, um, and if I might say discern or judge, 
how we operate in yeah. life. Like, what are we really doing here mm-hmm. with this? So it, it's a, you know, it's a, a very sobering experience yeah. and a great experience all at the same time. It right? is. Yeah, people it come is. out and talk about, oh, I was weeping before the Lord and his presence <laughs> came down. I had goosebumps that were the size of, you know, <laughs> watermelons. But yeah, that's great. <laughs> Those are weird <laughs> goosebumps. Wow. You might <laughs> want to see a doctor. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> To get some of those removed, <laughs> but oh but the deal is, the reality is, yeah, you, you know, that's it can you can turn it into or relegate it to just that, mm. which it could become very religious, or it can become a time of really coming to face to face with God Himself, yeah, and um, the tangibility of God Himself, right. not just this. Yes, He becomes gigantic and awe inspiring and all that, but then you realize, oh, He's interested in you right he's actually now let me talk to you let me let's talk face to face yeah um which is so mind-boggling to me anyway it's that he's so he is so um massive and omnipresent and eternal Mm -hmm. and yet comes so close and is so personal and so interested in every part of my life it's like yeah. it's gets me every time you know because it's it, like how yeah. can you be so amazing to me that way <laughs> you know and and like he's not um you know he lives in eternity but yeah. he's there he's present he's he takes the time he wants to spend time i think that's one of the main things is like if anyone's listening you know to yeah. this like for your takeaway for your life yeah. is that the lord wants to spend time with you that's his desire yeah you know like he's He's drawing you into that place, and it's really like for us to become aware of him drawing us yeah. into that relationship. I know you, I know you can uh, feel it now in right. him now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, maybe they can't underhear it or feel it on, the, on the podcast, <laughs> but um, you know, it's, that intimate place is um, humbling. It is. But it's not a haughty, weird humbling. It's not a religious hum- It's like, oh, wow, uh, you're, you're everything God mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, when it get, when it gets down that raw in your Christianity and your walk with God, uh everything else kind of falls away. Yeah. And then it's like you're coming face to face with him and his desire toward us and how we how we deal with that. Cuz mm-hmm. most of the time because most people sin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me go. Absolutely. Let me correct that. Everybody sins. Yes, yes. <laughs> all of sin, and apparently, according to the Bible, all uh-huh. of sin comes short of Him. The um, we when we're coming face to face with Him, those things become completely apparent. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not there to condemn us. Right? They're there to draw us away from those things to Him, and that's a very humbling process. You mm-hmm. see all the areas that you just either outright just disobeyed him mm-hmm. or weren't things that you know weren't done in faith toward him yeah. uh weren't done in consideration of him mm-hmm. all of those things matter and for me at least like i said even just talking about this just thinking about it becomes really um uh it it, it weighs on my heart it's like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because whenever you enter into that place you know even if it's with my coffee and cookies in the morning <laughs> the cookie sugar high does not override <laughs> the the god part that he because yeah. he'll you know he gets to you yeah if you if you're open to that right and honestly i'm not always open to that yeah yeah 
It can be, yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to bring yourself to that place, you know, because we're I, yeah. we're human and we're like you yeah. said, we sin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but as we're talking, you know, the um, it's never it's never a fearful Mm-mm. place. Like yeah. the, obviously, there's the fear of the Lord, the reverence for who Absolutely. He is, and that's part of where that humility comes in. You're like, wow, you are. So, so much better than I thought you were. You're so right. pure. You're so holy. And here, here I am, <laughs> not those things in front yes. of you and I'm not consumed. Right. It's right. like, there's, and it's very humbling Yeah, and that he's still extending love and extending faithfulness and extending goodness. But every time, even when those things are, when he's, you know, they're very, become very apparent, very transparent very, um, you know, they're easy to see the places where we I've failed, um, been disobedient, been rebellious, you know, places where I lacked faith for something than I, mm-hmm. I should have had faith for, you know, mm-hmm. all, even in the face of all of those things, I never, when I'm really with the Lord, I never leave there feeling like carrying those things out of it. You know, like mm-hmm. I leave there, he's like, yes, this was a, this was a sin. This was a mistake. And here's forgiveness, mm-hmm. mercy, and I leave hopeful because he has grace for me to move on from there and to move forward yeah. in faith. You know, it's like a, it, 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 cause it can sound so heavy. Like you come face right. to face with the Lord and he points out all of your right. flaws and everything. And it's not like that at all. No, actually, normally I wind up pointing him out to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he is God and he knows him already. So what, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But it's something interesting you said there because um, that coming away with hope yeah. is a really, that's when you actually know you've spent time with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, a religious time or a time where you're, like, you're putting in your time check, okay, did the God thing for mm-hmm. 3.2 minutes today, but actually spent time and he's, uh, you, you come away with a hopefulness uh, yeah. in him. Mm-hmm. It's not just a hope in your own life. That's a whole nother aspect. Yeah. You because when you get to see God for who He is, and we get little peaks, I believe, when we spend time alone with God, we um, we we realize, oh, that magnificent grace. Yes, that hope that He has, that ability, the power He has to actually, like He pulled my life out of so much, and now He's able to continue the work. He yeah. that like the Bible tells us he that began a good work in us. Mm-hmm. He's able to bring that into fruition. He's mm-hmm. able to bring it to an expected end, his expected end, not just our own. Yeah. And so, that's so important to understand with uh, this is the thing that comes out of time with God. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that belief, that knowledge yes. of how faithful he is. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of the things that seem so big. Uh-huh. You know, the problems, the issues, the concerns, yeah. all of the things that seem so impossible when after you leave, right. it's like, oh, that he's got it all. And I have, Absolutely. and I see things totally different. There's a recalibration that happens, yeah. you know, in that time. And for me, that's one of the, the things that almost consistently every time happens is I realize how small I was seeing things, how yeah. small I was thinking. And it's like, he pulls you back and you see, the enormity of what he's doing and his ability and his grace and his mercy and truth and his, you know, miracle working power and all of that. It just, 
it's such a perspective change. It's a tremendous thing. There's a lot of depth to it in so many levels. And actually for the people who are listening now, Mm -hmm. uh, if they went to, uh, I believe if they went to wordoflifeca.com, they would find some messages that our pastor has actually, Pastor Pat McDonald's preached on time along with with God. He calls it, his his acronym is uh, T-A-W-G. It's Tog time. Yeah. <laughs> For us that are from New York, it's tog time, you know? <laughs> it's like, but um, his heart's so much for prayer and for time with him. Yeah. And he's spent over the years multiple times, uh, you know, really breaking that down for mm. the people in our church. I would recommend people go and like listen to some of that teaching, see what where God's brought us as yeah. a people and the importance it has uh, to uh, him as an individual, but to us as our church mm-hmm. in general. And it's so, it's, we believe that's what brings people into the true knowledge of God, right. not just, uh, just not just what somebody else told you, exactly. <laughs> right? It's what God tells you, right? Uh, and uh, and it's not like I said. We have to separate it here. It's not just me and Jesus, and nobody else can teach me. That's not the deal. Mm-hmm. But when you bring when you bring your time uh, alone with God, when you bring in something that's either on your heart personally, uh, something you want to understand more, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that should always be that you know, directed like that. Yeah. But when it does, God will reveal things to you. He'll open up, he'll open up his heart on what that really means. Yeah. So it's not just head knowledge so that it actually becomes something you can walk in in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that we talked about like the extreme of uh, me and Jesus and I only spend time mm-hmm. alone. But there also is this other extreme of I go to church every Sunday, right? Uh, I do the the church thing. I ch- check. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but in, in between... There's there's nothing else, you know, and that's and I know a lot of Christians they struggle with right. spending time with the Lord. They're not sure how to do it. They have a hard time finding the time to do it or the discipline to do it right. or which it really is a discipline thing, right? And it's a faith thing too, yeah. right? Just to kind of step into it. Um, but there is so much more beyond just attending church on Sundays. Obviously, we're church people. We love the local church. Yeah. <laughs> we love the Bride of Christ, so we right. know that being part of a mm-hmm. life-giving body of Christ, local church is so important. It's vital, right? Right. God, Jesus gave himself for the church. He loves the church. That's yeah. his bride. But there is this whole other aspect of if that's all there is, mm-hmm. um, that's all there is. Well, I think also <laughs> right. he provided church for a lot of levels, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of things mm-hmm. that are accomplished in church that cannot be accomplished any other way, I believe. I don't believe the things right. that God purpose to accomplish in church can be accomplished just by yourself. I don't believe that's actually, I don't think it's biblical mm-hmm. actually. Um, but I think he did give a church as a place where people uh, could make a purposely go to something, yes. make a time to go yes. and to dedicate themselves. I think one of the great things it does along with these other things, caring for the body of Christ, you know, being uh, connected in fellowship, loving, you know, all prayer for each other. It's also uh, teaching people, especially people who first come to the Lord, that there's, uh, it's good to make an appointment Mm. in your, in your calendar Mm. (laughs) that this is my time with God. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, so there it's a corporate thing. It's more outside. I get that. And it can get really blurred what the all the purposes of church yeah. are. Yeah. But like you said, it can't be only church, going mm-hmm. to church on Sunday. That you will not, you, you'll basically uh, just shrivel up and die on the vine. Yeah. You will not thrive. You will just uh, get, um, 
you know, you'll just barely, it'd be like eating once a week, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and so uh, to me, it's, it's um, has a tremendous uh, purpose, church, mm -hmm. but it also can be just used as a um, substitute for what God's actually drawing you into. Absolutely. You know, and that's, right. that's intimate place of relationship yeah. with him, which is the yeah. ultimate goal yeah. is to be with him and be one with him. And that, um, is not only simply accomplished by attending church, uh -uh. right? And there, and yeah. like the word says, when we go to church, we're actually supposed to. Well, we are the church, right? When we when <laughs> we gather as the church, maybe a better way to put yeah, it, much better. Um, <laughs> we are actually supposed to bring yes. things with us. We're supposed to bring encouragements. We're supposed to bring teachings. We're supposed to bring um, exhortations. Right. Well, if we're never spending time with the Lord during the week, we're not going to have anything to bring. Right. Or we'll bring. Uh, fleshly uh, ideas we'll bring soul. from our soul we, we'll mm. bring worldly ideas like what we saw somebody say at one time right. which doesn't line up with the bible and the word of god mm -hmm. uh which i think people will find if they listen to these podcasts that we can back pretty much everything we say up uh by the word of god the yeah. principles maybe in the not word the watermelon goosebumps but the watermelon goosebumps would be a little edgy i'd strike that if they <laughs> that's not a god <laughs> that's more like a weird bob <laughs> saying uh, so but there's a but you're right that bringing to the body of christ to the church who we are mm -hmm. when we come together corporately um our uh, our experience our relationship with god yeah at that time alone with him where we bring that and that's what you know the bible encourages bring a psalm and you know bring, bring your hope yeah, <laughs> there right. to 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 that altar if you will to be shared with everyone mm. that's like true communion yeah that's the real deal that's right. how that really works going to church to show them my new tie <laughs> is probably not the best thing <laughs> you know i mean it might be a cool tie i'm sure it uh, is but you know <laughs> but Jesus tie. Jesus tie, yeah. yeah. But it's not that's not the reason, you know, or, or yeah. just to dress up nice or to look nice and see I'm a Christian. That's not that's not the purpose. Yeah. It's not yeah. the purpose. And I think some of that has gotten a little flip-flopped, right? Because yeah. sometimes we're like, oh well, I go to church and then if I have time, there's some extra things I can do during right. the week, potentially. I could I right. could maybe read the Bible or spend some time in praying or you know, that kind of thing. Which originally it, the church was intended to be a place where people who were passionately pursuing God yes. in their life could come together and share their faith. So it's a little bit of a, it's like it got flip-flopped a little. Or like, right. <laughs> Well, I think in a lot of uh, church situations also, people depend on other people to come to either feed them mm -hmm. or give them uh, knowledge of those person's experience yeah. that stories if you yeah. will and i believe in testimony i believe testimony mm -hmm. is excellent i think it builds up our faith all that but if you're only coming to hear what somebody else got from god yeah. and not and you're not able to bring yourself and mm. what you've got and everybody everybody in the body has in the body of christ has the uh, ability and actually the responsibility to come and bring then mm. so if you're sitting there and you're like I'm just here yeah uh, it's the you wrong know, attitude. as you were saying that it just I, I don't know it hit me that I think maybe there are some people who feel like they're not as spiritual as someone else right. so they're not going to get anything as good as 
their pastor would bring them right. or an elder would bring them or a prophet would bring them. I do think sometimes there's that mentality of those are those people are more spiritual than I am. Right. And so I need to be able to receive from them because right. I really can't get the same thing from myself. Yes. It just hit me like when you were saying uh -huh. that, I do think that there are sometimes people feel that way that somehow other people are more spiritual right. than they might be. Yes. I think also, and the Bible warns about this mm -hmm. in that it, in the way it states it is, uh, it's not wise to compare ourselves one to another because yeah. in that process, when we start comparing ourselves and we go, well, the preacher, he's, you know, he's smart or he right. can speak well. You're always going to compare your worst to their best, you know, and mm -hmm. you'll be depressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or you might start comparing your best right. to their worst, and you'll be like, yeah, I can preach better than that guy. That guy's got, you know. Right. So you can come with the wrong attitude to mm -hmm. church. And what I would say is time alone with God will settle that for you because mm. you will come away from your time alone with God with a recognition of who God is, who you are, who the church is. That's your good. perspective of that is going to be is going to change and be different. Mm -hmm. And so when you bring when you bring yourself part of the intricate body of Christ to the church, you're bringing something that's necessary. Ephesians talks about it this he talks about that each joint in the body of Christ is designed to supply. Yeah. And so if you think of yourself as I can't or less, yeah. you're not thinking of yourself biblically the mm -hmm. way God wants you to think. Mm -hmm. You'll like I said, you'll start to compare yourself and yeah. it never works out. It's not wise. It's not wise at all, actually, because you uh, you'll probably either be haughty and proudful or depressed. <laughs> Nothing in between. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, just as we're talking through this, the, um, I don't know, that mindset of I need, I can only receive because I'm not as spiritual um, is just, it's a, it's an attack on your identity as who you are as a spirit born again son of God, right? The, you are, people aren't more prone to spirituality than other people are. Right. It's just a matter of learning how to tap into that place of relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord. Because I'm just going to tell you, like, when you do that, the revelation that you will get there from the Lord himself mm -hmm. is just as life-giving as something that your pastor may bring. But it's something that, because it comes from the spirit of God, it's not coming from you. And so right. it's just a matter of us learning how to tap into that place, um, how to, um, I don't know, how to really be with him, how yeah. to give and receive in that place of communion with him. Yeah. Well, I believe that um, there's a simplicity in Christ. And I, I, I really want to speak to someone who's actually listening right now that mm -hmm. um, if you tap into that time alone with God and, and you come out with this, uh, something simple, it's those simple areas yes. that change the church. Absolutely. And we, we go in and you know we're like, oh, well, that preacher or that some apostle, that they just have this mega revelation. Mm -hmm. But in reality, your simple revelation, which revelation is a personal thing, yes. okay? Yes. Has the power to influence the body of Christ, bring the body of Christ closer to Jesus, and really do the work that God wants to do in his body. I, I know God's speaking to someone right now that mm -hmm. you, that's who you are. 
So let's talk a little bit about how does someone uh, who wants to get into this place we're talking about, mm-hmm. but maybe isn't quite sure how to begin, right? How, how does someone begin to really go into this place of intimate relationship with the Lord? Like what are some practical things that you that you've done or do or would recommend well i would say the first uh thing i would suggest is someone designate a time Mm. okay Uh, that might sound a little mechanical to some people uh you know especially someone that maybe has been walking with the lord a long time and already has you know this might not make you know might not mean a lot to them but someone who's hasn't done this um just taking a time during the day like, you know, this is my time. Now, obviously, God can crash in on your life anytime. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can go before God every moment of every day. He should mm-hmm. be on our hearts mm-hmm. all the time. I get mm-hmm. that. We should be talking to him and all that. But have a designated time where it's just going to be me and him. Uh, that's, uh, I believe that tool is really critical mm-hmm. where you go like, no, that's my slice. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to do that. And then uh, apply yourself to that. Now, I don't think that has to be six hours. Right. Right. <laughs> Anything over five might be excessive. No. <laughs> but, um, but I believe it's going to take a little time. Now, what that means to everybody and you know, how they incorporate that into their day uh, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, how you give – so there's a, a setting aside time, I believe. This is what, what I do. Mm-hmm. And also making it a priority time. Yeah. Not just now, granted, in life, lots of stuff can happen, can interfere with that, right? Mm-hmm. If the mm-hmm. house is burning down, you know, <laughs> you know, you're probably, you know, <laughs> being there alone with God's not a, you know, <laughs> go grab the wife and kids, okay? And oh you know, make sure you get the dog. <laughs> but but the reality is is that you're um a setting a select time, mm-hmm. I would say first thing. Um and, and like I said, making it a priority, not just a, well, if I get around to it, like I would, if in the beginning, I guess I would, if you have a calendar, I'd put it on your calendar mm. and I believe it should be very consistent. It should be, I believe every day, uh, it could be a few times during the day if you're, if you wanted it to be, but at least once during the day, mm-hmm. spending some time, um, the, I got to tell you as a pastor, you know, and also uh, teacher and all those kinds of things mm-hmm. like you experience also. Um, it's easy to let your time turn into like a study time. Yeah. Which study time is great. I think that can be God and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it can't only be that. Yeah. Because you'll only spend that time with him when you're studying something. Mm. Right. Mm. And you'll only come to him when you have your agenda. Oh. Yeah? yeah? You hear what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, it, you won't just come to him and just like open up to him on the altar and go, here I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. This is my life. This is where, you know, and um, I, yeah. And you won't enter into a place of relationship with him where 
um, you want to find out how God's doing that day. I know that sounds funny. <laughs> and most people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, the last time I talked to him, he's like, oh, Bob, I'm having a hard day. No. <laughs> he's always good. <laughs> he's you know, like, no, God, you can do better. <laughs> no, no. no, but um, I believe it's uh, important um, to see God and, yeah. and uh, understand that he has a heart. Yes. Right. That he has uh, uh, feelings, you know, Not, and I know that he operates beyond his feelings, but it's, you know, he operates in his truth. <laughs> yeah. But he, he has this, I mean, he's, he's God. He's touched with the feeling of our infirmity. I don't know how you can be touched with the feeling of our infirmity and not have feelings <laughs> or not be touched. So he, he, and so he cares, right? And so he cares how uh, we are doing. I, you know, I like to reassure him. I'm like, hey, I know it's not looking great down here, but <laughs> you're still God and you still have people that really love you too. Like, you know, it's, and I know it sounds weird, but it's okay to tell God you love him. Yeah. Now oh, yeah. It's, it's easy to do that. Like, you know, on a podcast, I really love Jesus, <laughs> uh, but do that alone mm -hmm. and see what happens mm -hmm. and, yeah. and just start to love on him alone. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes for guys, it's really hard. <laughs> you know, like when you're talking to Jesus, like he's a dude, you know, <laughs> so it's like, I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. You know, but the reality is, um, you know, to actually express your, what, you know, what your love is toward him. Yeah. And everybody has, it's different for everybody, I believe, but yeah. you know, how they express love. So you're talking about, okay, so you're talking about setting a mm -hmm. designated time mm -hmm. and making it a priority, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just leftover time. It's, mm -hmm. it's quality intentional time. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned, you know, being in the word, studying, but also making sure there's space for exchange. Yes. Right. Where it's not just, I'm coming to get all this knowledge from you and then I move on with my day. Right. It's like <laughs> what there's room for, um, impact and influence and yeah. change and our favorite word repentance right which is Not really changing word. the way we think <laughs> i mean we we get so freaked right. out about that word but it's allowing the lord to change the way you think cuz then it changes mm -hmm. the way you live yeah so you're talking about I'm just trying to like break this down for mm -hmm. people who maybe yeah. are like, I don't know, you know, talking, you about this? talking to the Lord and telling him, sorry, right. a little bug flying around. <laughs> <laughs> a bug he wants in on our conversation. Uh, yeah. um, uh, really the practicality of that, that I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you about like your time. So like, do you have a place you go? Yeah. That's another thing okay. is that I think it's good, at least when you're starting, because mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about maybe to people who want, want don't know how to start yeah. time, but also a place mm. where you designate a pl find a spot you're comfortable with mm. where you don't get a lot of interruptions. Yeah. Now that can be tough. Like maybe you leave your phone outside or something. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or unless you're really good at ignoring your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but I think for some people that's tough, right? Yeah. Like you're you're a mom. Yeah. I mean, you have two wonderful young men now, so they're yes. you know they're grown men. So hopefully they're not bothering you too much. But when they were kids, yes, you well, know I was that, thinking about that yeah, as you were talking because like, yeah, you know, like, as a mom of little kids, you can't yeah. always plan out your uninterrupted time. Right. <laughs> time you know, <laughs> um, but finding the moments when I could 
was essential right. for me, especially having young kids and being home because I didn't right. work, you know, when they were young. But I remember like when they transitioned into afternoon nap time, like that yeah. was my time with the Lord. And that's uh, what I did during that time. And it was, I couldn't do it early in the morning because it just, my life wasn't, you know, getting, uh, ready getting everyone up, yeah. up and all those things. But um, nap time was like, that was my time. And it mm -hmm. was studying with the Lord. It was, what do you want to speak to me? Can you please help me be a mom? Because I don't know mm -hmm. what I'm doing, you know? And that was like, I just remember those years. It was like this golden time with the Lord yeah. and it's changed for me, you know, as my, as mm -hmm. life goes on in different stages of things like right now, I love, um, late at night cause people go to sleep. It's, <laughs> it's dark, it's cold, it's cooler. It's like, right. and it's just, it's quiet. And I, I don't know, my brain comes alive better at night or something. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> most people are going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like my opportune time with the Lord. I'm more receptive. Yeah. I think then yeah. cause the busyness of the day is, gone by right. and I don't know. So that's, that's just, good. you know, just talking about practicalities. Well, I'm glad because it's good for you to speak uh, to that situation as a mom mm -hmm. uh, and a woman of God, because there are different things that yeah. happen uh, as a, as a dad, but all my kids are gone now because mm -hmm. uh, you notice I'm not that young anymore, <laughs> but, um, and as a, as a father and a, you know, husband and work and all that stuff uh, for me, uh, it changed over the years too. Mm -hmm. There were times when I was more night. That was my mm -hmm. time. Okay. Um, but now in the current season I'm in, I guess you could call it the morning, early morning is that time for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you still have to designate that time mm -hmm. and then really, um, block out everything that's, yeah. for example, and then, by the way, let's help people with this because mm -hmm. like you start to seek God or talk to Him, and other thoughts come into your mind. Yes, right. It's of like, course, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that today. Oh, you know, and uh, that will discourage a lot of people. I'm going to just say that straight yeah. up. That will just discourage people. They will, you know, they don't want to go there. Uh, they they get discouraged and walk away, and they're like, I can't do that. Um, and there's a discipline, yes, uh, involved mm -hmm. in that to be able to go. Oh, that thought came in. <laughs> and it may have not even been a godly thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know where some thoughts come from, right? Even when you were wanting to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. I mean, apparently, you know, the sons of God wanted to spend time with God and some other dude showed up <laughs> in Job. Yes. Right? I mean, hey, just passing through the neighborhood. So that happens to be, that's a real thing. It mm -hmm. happens. And how you deal with that mm -hmm. so you don't go off on a tangent and get like sidetracked on the, oh yeah, that's, yeah, the, you know, uh, I shouldn't have thought that. Uh, right. It's like, no, you have to be disciplined and go, no. Yes. And then back on God, mm -hmm. back with God. Mm -hmm. And um, th that is a, that is a discipline. I keep using that it word. Is. People don't like it that is. word, but it's a discipline because mm -hmm. disciplining your time, disciplining your place, disciplining your thoughts, mm -hmm. bringing every thought, mm -hmm. like the Bible says, into the obedience of Christ. Right. To me, that is a power statement. That's a, you're, you're doing something. Yes. You're taking some action. Intentional. It, yeah. Intentional is not that. And the great accident. thing about that, though, is that uh, it's something you can learn. Yes. Right? It's something that you can choose to develop and the Lord will develop in you as you yield and you partner with him in that. It's not just, well, some people are are better at that than you mean, other people. You mean, you? I think you were born with that. Yes, See, I was. I wasn't, I was you born were born communing with, with the yes. Lord. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, um, I am a woman too, and we're yeah, you know, and you're a lot more, more connected that way. to Jesus. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really glad you're speaking this because I think it's really important for mm-hmm. people to understand that mm-hmm. that this is something that's intentional that can be learned. Yes. Not just oh, that's my gift. My gift is exactly. seeking God. You're like exactly. really, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, that uh, should give that should give everybody hope. Right. But also the responsibility of you have to develop it. Good relationships yeah. develop intentionally. And it's just like any other relationship with right. someone. Sometimes it's a little awkward when you're getting to know them. Like yeah. you're not quite sure what to say or maybe how to say it, but right. it's okay. Like if you just continue in that, yeah. you you get to know each other more. You get more comfortable. You get right. more comfortable being vulnerable and sharing things, but it just actually takes the time of doing yeah. it and being intentional about being yeah. together. And no matter how awkward it is, you should still keep doing it for yeah. the sake of the relationship. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I put up with you. Yes. <laughs> it's always awkward. And what a, and what a joy. What a it's joy like, I reward like, you have now. What's awaiting today? <laughs> no. But no, but seriously, the um yeah. Here's the other thing I learned about this too, is I just tell the Lord, like, this seems really, you know, like Lord, this feels really awkward right now. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I think we try to, I don't know, like put on our prayer persona or whatever, like how we're supposed to talk to the Lord. And really he's like, he's so invested in developing that relationship with you. And he's so good to give us grace and to give us ability to teach us how to be Mm -hmm. in relationship with him. And I finally learned like every place that I struggle with relationship with him, I talk to him about it now. Like, Hey, listen, here's another one. This might sound like blasphemy, but like, I'm feeling kind of bored in this. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and I know you're not boring. I've had this conversation with him. Lord, I know that you're not boring, but I feel bored in my relationship with you. So please help me, like, change whatever needs to change here in me so that I'm not bored with you because you're not a boring person. (laughs) You know, he's the most interesting person you'll ever know, interesting being you will ever know. And so instead of just, like, trying to... um you know, power through or try to figure out the right words to sound faith-filled or, or whatever, you know, those <laughs> weird things that we do sometimes. Oh, you mean put on all the priestly <laughs> garments and walk in? Yeah, and just like, and then, and then walk away from my time with him and struggle with feeling right. bored or feeling stale or feeling complacent or all of those things. I finally learned to talk to him about it yeah. and not feel ashamed of that. Just, you know, just like, Lord, this is where I am. I don't want to be here, but I'm not totally sure how to get out of this. I'm not totally sure mm-hmm. how to get to where you want me to be. And I talked to him about it and he is like, he's right there. Yeah. And he get he inspires and he breathes on you. And he he's like, and he knows it's okay. You're a human. You don't <laughs> you don't get everything all the time. Well, he's and, a good father. You know, he is. Right. And so uh, good fathers don't just deny people. Mm-hmm. And when someone's asking for something good, like the Bible tells us. Yeah. He doesn't just give us something bad. Mm. He's he's going to give us what's expedient for us and what we need at the time. But he does like when we ask. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He yeah. sets up this thing where we, I think it's the asking, uh, I think, puts us in a faith position where, and I did say faith, even mm-hmm. if you came to him not believing, yeah. but it put you in a faith position where you're expressing your need to him and also expressing that he is the one that can satisfy yes. us, that you 
can't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have the ability, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because all of those things you could just go take care of yourself, right? There's a lot of stuff in life we can just mm-hmm. go take care of. He expects us to take care of a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are things in our soul and our life that we can only take care of through him. Yeah. It, uh, through his guidance, through his care, and us submitting to that. He doesn't mm-hmm. just poof out of heaven right. and we just get, oh, miracleized. <laughs> no, in that time alone with God, you, he is showing you <laughs> how great he is and how capable he is. And you're showing and acknowledging to him how great he is. <laughs> and yeah. you, so you're coming into a, a connection with God mm-hmm. where we recognize who we are and we recognize who he is yeah. and we don't, you know, we're not confused. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. not bringing in like, I'll take care of that, God. You don't have to worry about anything. Right, right. You right. really don't have that ability to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not in you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he like, doesn't want us to try to struggle and figure everything right. out on our own. Like right. he, his whole thing is like, I'm right. God to you. Let me be God in your yeah, life. Let me, let me be God the thing. source, you know? <laughs> right. It's like the promises that he gives us, like he promises to work in us uh, the will to do his good pleasure. You right. know, it's like, okay, Lord, I don't have the will to do, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Work in me what you say you will, you know? Yeah. And it's like that, I don't know, for me, that just revolutionized well, my time with yeah. him. Well, also you know? what you're expressing there, and I don't know if people are picking up on that while you're talking, is that's really uh, King David. Mm-hmm. That was really why he, he had a heart after God. That's why God acknowledged that because mm-hmm. in his writings, you see in his prayers, in his time before God, I think those were time alone with God and he just yeah. happened to write it all down. <laughs> um, he expressed all of that to God. Yeah. Like he he actually went to him and and said, hey, you know what? These are things I cannot do, <laughs> yeah. right? And I know that in you, I can do all things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, mm-hmm. you're working in me. To, but there are things that God expects us to do and that we, matter of fact, we can only do. And there's things that God can only do mm-hmm. and we can't. Mm-hmm. He's God alone. And so I think bringing that uh, openness to him in your time alone with him. Like mm-hmm. actually bringing it out. And I don't hope we haven't belabored that with people, but I think it's so critical because yeah. I think that's where people separate and don't spend the time with God. They get discouraged because they're like, well, all I have to bring him is like some strange stuff here. <laughs> right. It doesn't line up with the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God's right. like God's like, yeah, you don't line up with the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. Parts of you do, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but not everything about you. Right. And so, and that's where we come together mm-hmm. and I work in you, like you were saying, yeah. which you're not able to. Yeah. Well, I think it's, an, and here's another, you know, so we're talking about the importance of spending time with God, how we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there, I believe that sometimes when you, when you go in to spend time with the Lord, with that intentional time, the time you've set apart for him, um, just beginning to talk to him, like he's there because he is, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also realizing that he's there in his fullness, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes. And we're in relationship with all three of them. And this yeah. is another thing that just completely changed the way that I spend my time with him was realizing it's not just me and Jesus, right? it's me and Father and Jesus and Holy Spirit. And yeah. so learning how to be in relationship with all three, it like broadened my whole 
horizon, <laughs> I would right. say, in like spending time with the Lord was like, it was not just me and one other entity. It's like, I have the fullness of who they are. The father, what he represents, mm -hmm. Jesus, you know, my brother, um, my savior, and then Holy Spirit, who's my helper. And, and being able to talk to all of them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this sounds totally weird, but experience each facet of him um, in that time. Absolutely. I believe that um, um, a lot of Christianity uh, is obviously, it, it's centered around Jesus Christ, yeah. right? And it right. should be because that's, yes. <laughs> that's what God decided. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And nobody comes to him without him. You know, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Um, you know, in, it's in him, you know, that we have everything, you know. The deal is that the other two parts of God are persons yes, of God. Absolutely. I know their spirit. I know their, you know, truth, but they're the person of God. And uh, relating to Jesus is fairly easy because people, you know, think of him, like I said, as some guy, <laughs> you know, yes. unfortunately, some people think of him as some dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, they should think of him as God, <laughs> but, but a really good, good, good guy too. Mm -hmm. um, but the father, he's, a, a, a lot of times people don't want to come to the father, I believe, because they're uh, afraid. Yeah. Right. They mm -hmm. their picture of him is this judgmental, you know, mean old guy mm -hmm. in heaven that's wanting to, you know, judge everything, kill right. everything, condemn everything, mm -hmm. you know, and they forget that God is love. <laughs> yes. And he is a caring father. And by the way, he does judge. <laughs> mm -hmm. Some people don't like this, but he does kill. <laughs> There's a lot of people. We just Save, lost we'll a bunch of people podcast, on that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's, that is part of God. It's all of God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that what happens is when you uh, put the father in that place of he's just this judgmental thing, you never get to know him as a father. Yeah. Which, by the way, in our societies today, across most of the earth, actually, uh, fatherhood is pretty strange, mm -hmm. can be pretty whacked. Mm -hmm. it, you know, a lot of people have never experienced true fatherhood, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or a, a, a true father. And consequently, they don't know how to be a father. They just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute, you know, it doesn't yeah. click with their brain. Yeah. And I believe in times, and maybe I'm speaking to someone out there who maybe has had a father issue in the mm -hmm. past. If you go before the Father in heaven, um, he's going to reveal himself yes. as a good father. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to be there, and and it's going to take some time. I'm speaking to somebody directly. It's going to take some time for you to walk into that place and to be in that place and to really get what father is and to get to break past the like when I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit, we break past the barrier. Mm. That's like a something that's kept someone away from actually experiencing father, yes. like a true father. They've experienced a lot of not true fathers, mm -hmm. ones that have, you know, and it's not just bombing on those people and blaming them forever because they, you know, could be a lot of reasons behind that. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging all that, but they've never really experienced Papa. Yeah. And so when you don't... Um, when you spend some time alone with him, you actually you you actually will he'll move you into that place if you try to approach the father. Yes. Like you said, the, the not just you know God general, but 
the father mm-hmm. and everything that the father entails, mm-hmm. everything who, not just entails, it's everything he is mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing holds true with Holy Spirit because most people think of Holy Spirit as an it. Right. <laughs> the Bible presents him as a him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes, he's a spirit, right? Mm-hmm. But he he's a person. Yes. Not just a personality, but he's a person, the mm-hmm. person of Christ, of, of the Holy Spirit. And once we spend enough time there, we we get to see, oh, well, because he is a teacher. Yes. According to the Bible. Exactly. Right? He is a um uh, a, a guide, mm-hmm. <laughs> according to the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll lead you. Yes. You know, he'll mm-hmm. help. He's a helper. He comes and helps. Mm-hmm. He's a comforter. He's all of that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't come from an it. Right. You know, my, my, exactly. my, com- well, sometimes it comforts me, but, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, it's not going to go out of its way to comfort me. I have to get really, you know, but Holy Spirit, he's all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some. Yeah. And this is, um, I knew I knew you had something about the father, the far, father part of oh, it because yeah. it's so important. It's like you said, sometimes it's easy to relate to Jesus or our image of Jesus, right? But there are these other distinct um, parts of God that want to be in relationship with us, that we are designed to be in relationship with the fullness of who he is. And as you were saying that about the father, um, I was hearing in my spirit that there will be some people who will actually receive their healing as they begin to mm. learn how to be in relationship with their heavenly father, that that them step taking that step of faith and um, being willing to be vulnerable and let him love them and begin to experience him as father will actually begin to heal the places in their soul that they need to be healed from. Wow. And as you're speaking about Holy spirit, and this is the thing, you know, it's like when we're talking about being alone with the Lord, um, obviously that involves reading reading the word, but not just words on a page, communing with the person of the word, which is Jesus Christ. But Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into truth and he illuminates and he breathes on Mm -hmm. the word as we read it and makes it alive. It comes alive through his inspiration. And so there's all three of them that are working together to reveal the fullness of who they Mm -hmm. are to us and who we are in them. So I just, um, I wanna just invite people who are listening or watching that, you have an opportunity to enter into a whole new relationship with the Lord at a much deeper level yeah. than you've ever experienced. Even though it may have been deep and it may have been good, there's more. And the fullness of the Godhead is available to each and every one of us. It doesn't matter if you're a, you know, a pastor, an elder, a prophet, a preacher, or if you're just a mom who's trying to do in her best to take care of her kids. Like the Lord has a personal place of relationship for you. And if you allow him, he will teach you how to step into that place and how to go deeper with him and how to experience him, how to experience the truth of the word, how to experience the living word that speaks to us and interrogates our soul, but also brings hope to us, how to experience the healing of the father, how to experience the leading of Holy Spirit, because it's all available to us. It's a wonderful thing. So we wanna thank you for joining us today. It's been, I, I've, I feel great after this <laughs> discussion. I feel like I wanna go spend some time with the Lord <laughs> and have him take me into the next new place. So um, put it into practice. You will see the goodness and the faithfulness of God as you take the next step with him. 
Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.